And for someone to discriminate somebody who is very close to us just for existing, then we have no place for that. I don't care if we had to fucking cancel the whole thing and the whole trip was a wash. Hi. Hi, Hi everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden XJ Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Hey. hey. And that sound means we're back at the podcast place here in Long Beach. So shout out to Solomon for hooking us back up with our buttons. <laughs> yes, I've missed these so much. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> oh, we're happy to be back. Welcome to another episode of Unfiltered. We did miss last week. I messed up my streak, but with good reason because now we brought you a YouTube episode to go along with this podcast. So We've been hearing all of you want to see us while listening to this podcast. So we're bringing it to, to the big screen. I don't know why. I kind of miss wearing pajamas and like… <laughs> Not having to worry about what you're wearing. No. I'm just like honestly just holding the mic and just getting getting our words out there. But now I have to like shower and get out the <laughs> and Get cute. And get cute. <laughs> But be before yeah. we begin, please make sure to give this podcast five stars, follow at EdenXJ, follow at Precios tonight, and keep up with all the amazing things we're doing. There's a lot of different things happening on different pages, and we're excited to be back here on the podcast. And this episode is extra special because it's our first one that we have guests. <laughs> hey, DJ Bunn. She's going to keep using that, y'all, the whole episode. Yep. So get ready. She's excited. <laughs> And our guest star, Roxy, a.k.a. Johnny the Gentleman, and Tay, a.k.a. Tay Tay, a.k.a. <laughs> Tay Tay Master. I am very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> the sexy Tay. The sexy Tay. That's why I married him. <laughs> well, it means a lot for us to have you all here, and we're bringing you on here for a very good reason, because… You all have been on this fertility journey with us. Yes. Almost like at the same time. There was a point where we were in the like <laughs> head start and then you were in the head start and then we were in the head start. You're in the head start. But the important thing is that we're going through it together. And mm -hmm. it's been amazing having you all as allies. Yeah. <laughs> allies. Is it is it Jay in every episode? Does Eden make something a race? <laughs> Every single one. I mean, it's the athlete in her, right? Literally. Like, I get it. <laughs> but who's winning? Wait, what if we just like slide in there at the last one? We're going to adopt. Just you guys. <laughs> it's like, boom. <laughs> Baby. Here's our seven-year-old. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Ernie, here's our 30-year-old. <laughs> oh, God. We've been raising. Anyways. No, I detected. Y'all win. No. You can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. But what's been amazing is that um, these two dear friends of us, ours are friends professionally as well as personally. Um, they have both been a part of Preciosa from the beginning as drag kings. Yeah. Yes. We're excited to get into kind of our history and the fertility journey and just like our friendship overall. True. But before we start, I feel like all of you probably want to know what happened in Houston because <laughs> that's the last time that we… Oh Did a podcast. Oh, lordy. What? Yep. Oh. It was the reason why we are backed an episode. So this is definitely worth it once you all hear the hell we had to go through <laughs> to get here. So <laughs> where do we begin in this Texas journey? Well, I think the last time we talked, we mentioned we were going on tour. 
and we did SF and that was beautiful and amazing and so fun. all the rainbows and butterflies and it was just such a beautiful precioso night. So Probably one of the so best. So they're asking us to come back, y'all, so stay tuned. We might have a residency very, very soon in San Francisco and then we uh, were going to Houston mm -hmm. and we were so excited. Um, I think we all knew it was, it's a pretty reserved state and, you know, can be Republican certain parts and is just very conservative. And I don't think, I personally didn't realize what that looks like, IRL. Mm. I mean, I think we all had ideas of like what it might yeah. be like, but to actually experience it was such an eye opener. Well, I think just to dive in, the reason why we came to Houston, mm -hmm. which was, you know, we throw Preciosa Nights and we have these events. And for us, it feels like we can't help it, but we just see you all as like family. So we had a bunch of you drive all the way from Houston, Texas yourself. And for us, we were like, okay, you come to our house. So now it's our turn to go to your house. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the mentality behind it. It was, you know, there's a huge group that do this drive or fly and all those things. So it made sense for us to try to bring Preciosa to them because mm -hmm. not everyone can make that drive or do that flight. So we were like, why not? Let's give it a, let's give it a go. We have already done New York, Mexico City, San Francisco. So we're getting an idea of what it's like to pack it up. But this was the first time we packed it up into a minivan and drive <laughs> it all the way. With five of our friends. How many hours was it? I think it, it was, was supposed about, to be 21. It was, it ended up being like 28, 28. hours. Almost 30. Okay. Almost 30 hours. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I, was, uh, I was following you, a little like. Uh, Roxy gave me a location tracker. Aww. Yeah, I shared my location. Like a little sim that was like going on. Going around. <laughs> so you probably saw like our breakdown. Our like. Anytime it stopped for too long, I Googled it and I was like, okay, they're having lunch. Like, <laughs> I also didn't want to text Roxy because I was like, that's creepy. Don't be like, I triangulated your location. Tay <laughs> no. wasn't able to make it on the trip with us. Um, so yeah. they were watching us from like a godlike perspective. Yeah. Of the <laughs> iPhone. Thanks. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> but thank you for keeping an eye on us because there was a couple of touch and go moments. There's a lot of hiccups on this trip. I think within that first 10 hours, there's not even, I think maybe 10 hours. What? It was the first 10 hours. First we had 10 hours, breakdown. the yeah. car broke down. And like, no shade to Turo, but, like, we rented this van. I'm giving all the shade. We rented this van. <laughs> I have a personal vendetta right now. You do. Oh, no. You do. Answer my bleeping email. <laughs> Turo, I'm I'm team Eden on that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Turo sucks. Well, it was just, you know what it was? It was so dangerous because when we first got to our first stop, we ran out of gas. We went to the gas station. You plugged in your iPhone and like three other people all plugged in their iPhone at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then the van just was like… Which shouldn't yeah. be a problem because like we've charged our phones and then our friends' phones if we're traveling or going anywhere. So we, I don't think any of us thought anything of it. Absolutely not. Like it was just normal. And then next thing you know, the van doesn't start. We lift up the hood and then there's this battery that looks like it has been corroded for the past, you know… 13 centuries it just doesn't even look like it's any form of life has ever lived in this battery it's a different color it's just mm -hmm. all green and disgusting and it, it's very obvious that this is the issue as soon as you open the hood and it's yeah. very very dangerous because it was what three in the morning four in the I think morning it was, like, it was four in the morning I think. in the middle of 
nowhere. Arizona, like it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were in Arizona, and it was in a, a tiny little town. Like probably the, there was the only gas station that was open twenty four hours. And there was the next gas station was another hundred and fifty yes. miles. And yeah. it was just nothing it was between like, us and next gas station 150 miles. <laughs> it was the beginning of the perfect horror movie. Like legit. Like, With no service. Five queers in the middle of Arizona, in the middle of nowhere, and our car doesn't start. Oh, and remember, none of us can charge our phones. So we're all on E yeah. on our phones. We're all like the battery is about to give out. And so what the plan was now that we got jump started, there 150 miles out, there was a what, Jiffy Lube? There's Jiffy Lube. Yeah. That we Googled and we're like, okay, it'll take us X amount to get there. They open at seven. If we can just get to the Jiffy Lube, then we can figure out this whole, not Jiffy Lube, AutoZone. 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 Then we can figure out this battery situation and then come together and yeah, and do the damn thing. The map mapped it perfectly. So theoretically, we had just enough gas to get us the 150 miles to the auto zone and we should get there exactly at seven right and then i remember you you were driving well we took you over we took over, we took over. You, yeah. because uh -huh. the thing is also on a road trip like you need a passenger that's going to stay up with you because then you're everybody's passed out like oh, yeah. everybody's well, passed you, out you this came is up with the rotation system like an important thing to note that y'all didn't stop no no you just went from <laughs> like LA to Houston, just nonstop. Nonstop. No hotel. No. No, no stopping. Stop. Yeah. Nothing. No. Nothing. Nope. I think we were all rotating. We were all on adrenaline. Yeah, we made a rotation. I think Gracie took the first shift and it was like every five hours we would rotate mm -hmm. and then tiki's and so it was our turn yeah um so the one person would drive one person would keep the other person yeah. awake and then everybody else would sleep and then we would just rotate, rotate every five hours yeah and then uh, we were all like okay this is the plan we're gonna get in the car we're gonna go straight there we're gonna get to this auto zone and then we're gonna replace the battery and then we're gonna get on the road and that's gonna be the plan kkk everybody on it yeah. yay okay we I feel the van stop and then we're in front of what looks like a diner. And in my mind, I was like, oh no, they did not. <laughs> and they turn back and they look at me and they're like, we're hungry. We stopped to get breakfast at this diner. And I was like, what happened to the plan? And the plan we forgot was like to go to AutoZone because once you turn this van off, it will not turn back on and we're stuck again. So please tell me you did not turn the van off. And, and then Roxy turns and looks at me. It was like, oh. we both looked at each other. We were like, oh shit, we forgot about the van. Because we got hungry. <laughs> and we were like, oh, y'all, everybody was delusional. Yeah. We, to see. we were delulu. <laughs> We had the we had a mission. There was one job, and then sure enough, like they they try to start the van. It's like da, 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 and I'm all well. We're already stuck. We might as well go get breakfast. <laughs> oh yeah, we parked God. right in front of this diner, and I was like, but it's got great reviews. Aiden's gonna Aiden's the babe has guys. great reviews. See, Antoine still didn't come out. I was like, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. We'll figure it out because the auto zone was still two miles mm -hmm. away. I was like, are we gonna push? the van two miles uh, i don't know what we're gonna do yep and then we walked in and as soon as we walked in all eyes were on us oh yeah i think at this point we were still in arizona yeah we were, arizona. About uh, to were we in arizona i thought we were in new mexico oh new mexico no yes, we were yes, in yes. new mexico mm -hmm. yeah new mexico everybody can tell we were definitely not from there not there 
And we walked in and there was a table of like 16 police officers. Like in Border one. Patrol. Border, Border Patrol. Patrol. <laughs> Border Patrol, correction. And um, in my head, I was like, let's just eat first and then we'll just ask them to help us. Because they're just hanging there anyways. <laughs> right? What else do they yeah, need? Yeah. They're patrolling the Exactly. Practice. And yeah. we need some patrolling overall. That's, yeah, they, cops are protect and serve and Border Patrol is like to border and <laughs> I mean, that was it. They were there. And so we ate the breakfast. Yes. Then we went up to their table and we're like, hey, can one of you give us a jump start? We're stranded. We're just trying to get to the auto zone. And they immediately opened up the hood and they all just kind of gasp and make this disgusting sound. I'm like, yeah, I know the battery. Um, it looks like it's from Jurassic Park. But they start just like hammering at it and making all these like weird noises. Hammering at it. Yeah. Okay. Please no. Corrosion on it. They're trying to break it off. Isn't it a can of Pepsi or like? Oh, we did that. We did that. Yeah. So Thiki's Thiki's shout out to Thiki's. Thiki's like the first time it got jumped, like had some Pepsi or Coke, and just went and just went crotch. And we were like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "No, this is what you have to do." Like, (laughs) I don't even have battery to confirm if that. Yeah, we can even Google it if that was correct or not. I don't know. Well, now we know. Worse. Hood life. That's what you do. (laughs) That's what you do. But I don't know if it's one of those old wives' tales, you know, like Sana Sana. It works. The gunshot will go away. She got. She cleared some of that the stuff. Gun off the, shot will go. <laughs> the gunshot. Oh, you know, the Where did the gun come from? <laughs> That's if you have a cold. Not if you get shot. I mean, for I felt like it healed all. I don't know. Maybe it was. Just but it was pretty funny because, like, literally, it was sixteen border patrol guys, right? Oh, yeah. My God. And it was so funny because, like, me and Gracie, because Thiki's was sleeping. And like me and Gracie were just like, "Y'all go do it," because well, we we were like. <laughs> Well, A, we were in Arizona. And so immediately- New Mexico. I'm sorry, New Mexico. We were in New Mexico. And so immediately Eden and I were like, Johnny, you get in the car. Because you just never know. Yeah. I'm like very like weary when it comes to cops or any 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 type of, you know. Just We're erring on yeah. the side of caution. Yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, Jay and I and we're trying to, I don't know, navigate how to help- Hype them up to like, get this done because we're nothing like is the working. Playing the dumb, like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. Can you just help us, please? They and- they try to play the like cute hot yeah. straight girls. You That's like good. Oh yay! Such a good job. And it was sixteen of them trying to do a car. It was like weird. Oh <laughs> my god! And literally, it nothing was working. I, I, there came a certain point where I was like, okay, I can't play the dumb card. Now I'm like, okay, what is not working? Because the the battery's still not charging. And the doors and everything was still open. And I remember how we got the car to start last time. I made sure everything was off just Mm. to fully make sure that the battery is just resting. So I like shut everybody's door. I turned everything off. I was like, undo the key. All of this, everybody close your eyes even. I don't don't want any any light to come out. Don't breathe. And don't (laughs) breathe. And then sure enough, um, we waited like two minutes and then the jump start worked. And I was like, we're going straight to AutoZone. No, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. We're getting to AutoZone. Mm -hmm. We got there. We (laughs) met one of the most funniest characters I've ever met in my entire life. Eddie. Um, I don't think Eddie will ever hear this podcast, but if you are listening, we love you. Eddie was this 65-year-old man who was working at AutoZone. He had four teeth. Four teeth, literally. Um, Yeah. 
Just like mm-hmm. this old, like he's like your your Theo, like mm-hmm. your old school Theo that's missing teeth and like just wants to talk your ear off all, all day long and is making jokes all the he time. He was funny. Yeah. He was just like crazy. It's that crazy uncle that can't stop making you laugh. And when he smiles, it just cracks me up even more. But he, at this point, we're going on over 24 hours of no sleep. So we are a little delusional at this point. So I walk into AutoZone and I'm like, hey, I really need a, a new battery. Ours is dead. And then he's like, oh, we don't sell batteries here. Straight face. And then I was like, since when? Because I, I thought this is what this store was for. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm just messing with you. And then I'm thinking, oh, no, this is how this whole situation is going to go. And so he just kept messing with the me the whole, whole, whole time. time until we get this <laughs> battery in. They literally, I was just like watching him take it, take the battery out. And then he was like, do you want some acid? And I was like, what? He's yeah. like, yeah, it's free. It's right here. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, it's like what y'all needed at that moment. It literally I, was. I don't know if I want to kiss like you or punch you. Person that telling <laughs> Latino after. dude just giving you like. It was like a Huntress Thompson moment. Honestly. <laughs> you got, did y'all, y'all, was, what was his name? Eddie. 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 Was Eddie real? <laughs> was he? Yeah, was what? he? Honestly. No. He might have been made up in our head, but he was so funny. And then, Did the gay gods send him to make us laugh honestly, that morning? I think we all needed we needed a good laugh. We didn't yeah. even do that. When we asked him before we said goodbye, we were like, hey, just um, for funsies, could I return a battery after I use it? And he's like, technically no. But if you hit up some dumb young kid at another auto zone and maybe just like show your boobs, I'm sure he'll be like, yeah, return it. And I'm like… <laughs> Eddie, I'm going to miss you. So, <laughs> so, so much. <laughs> we he thought was, about stopping hilarious. by and saying hi on, on the way, way back. back. <laughs> Honestly, that's how cool he was. <laughs> he really was with his four teeth. Oh, man, uh, I miss you. Aww. We got back on the road. We all took our rotating shifts. I think I took the, the shortest shift because nobody liked my driving. You um, drove? I did. Yeah, for like Thank you. two hours. Thank okay. Two hours. Yeah. Okay. Like, she was mo- mostly a passenger princess, everyone. Yeah, standard. Standard I, even. I will, keep, I will keep the energy up and keep everybody I awake. I think you and- slept the most. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I kept everybody energy. up. <laughs> you were our energy block. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I, you know, we all have different skill sets in different ways. And <laughs> mine came in later on in this story. So thank you very much. <laughs> Um, so we finally arrive in Texas. We lost a whole day. Yes. Really sucked. And by the time we got to the Airbnb, we were just exhausted. I think our plan was to wake up and be out Mm -hmm. passing out flyers at 7 a.m. And then boss lady over here was like, you know what? Everybody's sleeping because we're not doing anybody any any service. Be zombies at this point. There's no way. So So I think we slept until 11 that day because we just needed it. Well, my 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 special ass was like, okay, eight o'clock, cool. So I set my phone for seven. Oh, <laughs> and no. seven fifteen, I went out. I took a shower the night before, so it was just like boop 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 boop, and I just like got ready, did coffee up there, Aww. and then I saw no one was there up, and <gasps> I was like, oh, okay, are we going anywhere? <laughs> And then, but because I usually put my phone on sleep. Oh, that makes sense. So I was just like, I didn't get no notification. So I went downstairs again because it was a two. Yeah. You made the coffee. That, that was, was me. You. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it was so fun. It was like, I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. 
I took off all my clothes, went back on my PJs, went inside, and I just kept watching TV and sleeping. <laughs> I, I think I saw my phone, and I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, <laughs> I was like, we are not going out until <laughs> 12 at this point. Mm-hmm. Which, I, did. which basically, I think, killed plane landed at 12-ish, so we mm-hmm. had to get up and get out. And we picked up killed. We grabbed our little flyers. We were all excited. Super excited, yeah. To check out the gay area. And, you know, spread the word. Let everybody know Preciosa is here and we're ready to party. We only had, what, 24 hours? Yeah, we had 24 hours to pass out. At that point, yeah. Before the party. So we split. We gave you all flyers. Mm -hmm. And then Jay and I went to go check out another venue, which originally was our first option um, when we first came to Houston. But, you know, we... You know, making it, it work. It just didn't work out, yeah. And then there was a very sad and unfortunate phone call that we were not expecting at all. Yeah, we were we were sitting in the car on our way to you guys, actually. Mm-hmm. With our venue booker. With our venue booker. And then she calls us and she's like, I don't even know how to tell you this. Like, Ugh. the venue is not okay with drag performances or trans, anybody that's trans because they're worried that their crowd will get the wrong impression and they don't want to scare away their regulars. So you either take out the drag show altogether or they cannot accommodate your party, Mm. which was insane considering it was less than 24 (laughs) hours before the events. There were contracts in place. We sent them our social media, which... We sent them has performers kit. all over. There's a kit that tells yeah, you exactly what our vibe is, like a media kit. So it was just like, I don't know, like a punch to the gut at that point. I mean, it wasn't even a question of what we were going to do. It was more of like, now what do we do? Because we are not going it, to… It's, it's all of us or none of us when it comes to Preciosa. So if they're asking us to remove drag and remove Johnny from our programming, we're going to remove ourselves. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> These buttons. Um, before we do any anything else like that. And I don't think we had enough time to process. actually process yeah. what was being asked of us. We were, we just reread the contract. We're like, okay, we're good. Everybody's in the clear. Let's rip this up. We're done. Yeah. We're I think we were nervous ourselves. that we were going to get penalized. Um, mm-hmm. Because we had already spent X amount of money and we were already, like, we were banking on, like, yeah. certain things to happen at this bar. And now it was like, well, it's an L. Like, it's gone. It's yeah. just, it's gone. Um, but now we need to figure out where we're going to have this party because we have, like, 200 plus people yeah. that are expecting to party in 24 hours and we have no bar, nowhere to go. I'm just trying to imagine Johnny scaring anybody. <laughs> I know. Like. It, it's, it's, you know, it. Look, I mean, for me, unless Johnny's a ghost, uh, I'm not a ghost. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty cute, comfy but ghost. Maybe I'm like Casper. Like I would be Casper in a ghost, like friendly like ghost, the Dev- <laughs> like the Latino Devon Sawa. Yeah, Casper. exactly. Like, oh, I want to kiss that ghost. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, like it's it, it, it made no sense to me, but yeah. it's so funny because I had a suspicion about it. Really? Yeah, because I was just like, no way. Because I was like a straight bar mm-hmm. being okay with a latin like a latin wlw like yeah. event i get it fetishizing like two girl latinos like kissing get it whatever but i was we'll like google that all the time yeah well, they google it all the time but the it's bar like didn't have us like it the bar when we had these conversations they 
had us feel like we, we were under the impression mm-hmm. that they had queer events all yeah. the time. We have like text messages, like receipts of mm-hmm. them saying and like, emails. oh, we do it all the time. And they were like really excited to like revamp um, their queer programming and make it a regular thing at this bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Love that we can help set this off for 2024. And we were all on the same page. But apparently we were reading completely different books. But you know what? Like I will say, I don't think it wasn't until that moment that I realized all the shit that you have to go through on like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so used to just us being like, I'm, Eden and I are like, wherever we go, we'll always take you. You know, yeah. it's like, there's no question about it. it. If we keep growing, you're going to grow. We're always going to take our DJs. Like we're always going to take our friends to the next level. And it was at that moment where I realized, oh shit, no. Like he, he deals with this all the time, mm-hmm. you know? It was really hard for us to figure out now, how are we gonna have this conversation? Like it was it was two parts of our brain, right? It was this like emotional, personal part, but mm-hmm. then also like this business part of now what are we gonna do? Yeah. So like, let's try to figure this out. Cause we have over 200 bodies that in less than 24 hours, we have to give them the space and we have nowhere to go. And originally we were already planning on having Preciosa at a queer space to begin with, but mm-hmm. then obviously that didn't fall through. And now we're not welcomed at a lot of other queer bars here in Houston for whatever reason. And we're just having to figure it out. So we went door to door and started knocking, pitching and pleading like, hey, we have this party. We really, you know, we have everything. We have the DJs, we have the performers, we have- We even have the mixer, we have everything. We have the mixer, like we just need a speaker, some lights and like a roof. It doesn't have a roof. I'm not even picky right now. Y'all had a like, cow costume. Like we had a cow costume. We had a, cow, we had a heart. We had a heart and everything. You know, everything. Bracelets. Bracelets. All the things. What like, you want? We what had a want? party and we found this bar of buddies who had nothing going on, I guess, the next they had, day. They had Drag Race next door. It was like a two-part bar with like a, I don't know, a column that was separated them and he's like i have drag race next door but it's just a viewing this play this area doesn't have anything they have they had like a a poetry slam yeah. for, until like 8 30 and i was like that's perfect our party starts at nine we'll like hustle and we'll turn everything around in 30 minutes it's i speaking for myself at least like as a performer and as a trans person like like you said, like I, we have to deal with this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like me and Tay have to deal with this all the time, and unfortunately, being a trans person, um, especially a trans person that travels, you have to be very cautious, and you kind of have to, you create your own kind of safety guidelines mm-hmm. of like, okay, so the way to, um, if you're in this situation, like pass off as this or pass off like that, mm-hmm. or if this person says this or this venue says this, like be cautious because I'm, they might turn it around real quick mm. because, you know, it's kind of the ideology of like, oh, you know, um, there are straight men who fetishize about trans women, mm. but they will never say it out loud. It's just what they have in mind. And just like that, we also are fetishized, especially drag kings, trans mass people. I've had Rue girls send me their dick pics before. And I didn't and I ask for I fucked them up. And Ooh. this one fucked them up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't even ask for it. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's like being in a southern state, especially in like red states, we have to be that way. Yeah. We have to have this like, this kind of mentality where it's just like, I'm going to, I'm breaking down inside right now. And I was breaking down at that moment. Really? Because I was 
Because for me, I'm like, y'all are my friends. I don't want you to go through this. And by having me in your space, like, I felt bad. Because that's something that nobody should feel. And I, unfortunately, we have, unfortunately have to deal with that on a regular basis. And we have to prepare ourselves mentally for it. And it just isn't fair when good people want to give space and visibility to the people they care about. And the thing about you, y'all is like, I was ready for y'all to be like, is it okay if you just sit, like, sit it out? And I was ready for it. And I was like, let's go. Like, I was still going to go. I was still going to help out. Like, I was still going to be a part of it. And, but like, when y'all said like, no, we're going to find a new venue. Like, I, my mental capacity was jaw dropped because never in my life has anybody done that for me beside this one. And that includes my family. That includes everybody in my life. Beside Taylor, y'all have been the only ones that already said, like, we stand by you. That's it. Like, it, it makes me happy and it hurts at the same time because I make, I, I get what you were thinking, you know, from like a business perspective. We have this show that must go on, but yeah. it's not a show without you. Yeah. And for someone to discriminate somebody who is very close to us just for existing, then we have no place for that. I don't care if we had to fucking cancel the whole thing and the whole trip was a wash. It would not have been worth compromising who we are and who we are as a movement and who we are together as a unit. Like you've put in so much to Preciosa. Preciosa will never leave you like high and dry like that. And like we always have your back, even when it's hard and... I feel like this is only the beginning and it's only going to keep getting hard. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're just going to keep getting stronger. And the yeah. more haters that come our way, the stronger we're going to get. And we're all, you know, family. We rode through the freaking <laughs> wilderness in a minivan and, you know, made you it went out through the, the seasons. All, every season. <laughs> Hail. I yeah. think there was a tornado at some point. Yeah. There wasn't a tornado. Y'all <laughs> saw the car <laughs> for the tornado. It was the, it was one of those pickup trucks that had like the 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 poles on it. It's like the one that you saw on Twister. You remember Twister? And they would like chase. They go track it. TV yesterday. Yeah, I know. Ow. Yeah, my family had it on, Relatable. like in the back, and like I was triggering. just like, oh no, not this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. But that not was... to make light of it. I mean, I feel like I I'm sorry that you thought we were gonna drop you. That would that was never like yeah. that never crossed our mind. Yeah. It was like we're either finding a new venue or we're going home yeah. like together, <laughs> one or the other. But see, that's the thing is like in me, like us as trans people, we always have we I at least have experienced friends that have been like ride die for you, all these things. And then when the situation happens, they're mm. just like dip out. Mm. And you get it. You're like, yeah, this sucks. I get it. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't go through this shit. Like, I get it. Like, like if you got to save yourself, save yourself. You know, like, I, you know, we can stand on our own. And we are strong people, us as a community. But to have, to have friends like both of you, to be like, no, like, it's all of us or nothing. Like, we ride die for each other. Like, the action in it um, is the most meaningful thing for me. Because people can say all the fucking world, words in the world, but it's the actions that speak up and that mean a lot. And like at that moment in time and just looking around and everybody being like, no, 
no, like without Johnny, we're not going anywhere. Like seeing that kind of ripple effect for me as, especially as like your friend and as a trans person and a person that is a drag performer in the South, like at that moment was kind of like, wow, for me, because it, like I said, it this was the first time besides Taylor, like whoever actually like stood up and said like, no, Mm-hmm. this is it it's like it's it's us or nothing all the djs everybody had your back none of them told us because a lot of people don't know is that when we agreed to you know do this new venue the bar owner was like you can have your event tomorrow can you help me out tonight our it's latin night but mm-hmm. our dj canceled would you guys be willing to dj tonight and tomorrow mm-hmm. and we were like you know, we went to our DJs and we're like, hey, I know this is a lot to ask of you. You weren't prepared to work two nights back to back. I think, like, what do you want to do? We're not going to force you. But these are the options that were being, you know, that are on the table without a, a question. They just, they didn't even say yes. They just put their backpack down and started hooking up their equipment and, like, figuring it out. And yeah. we all have your back. Yeah. There wasn't anyone that was, you know, die hard wanting to have this party at this venue. It's like Johnny's not in. We're all not in. And now what do we do together as a team? If we said we were all packing up our stuff and going home, we they would have done the same thing as well. Basically, like I had to have a huge just emotional mental mm-hmm. breakdown on the patio before the party because I think that's when it really hit me. Just what my friend had to go through and being discriminated to that extent. And we all walk through this world with some form of privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget when somebody else is at a disadvantage and is discriminated to, you know, this degree, it's hurtful. And I think for me, it's just I when I hold my frustration inside and I and I have to put a pin in it, I'm like, I can't deal with this until I get home. So I have to sit with it in a van and <laughs> do this party and all these things. And and sure enough, I, after and that's like why Antoinette came eight out. That's why Antoinette came out. Eight shots of tequila, Antoinette came out and she was just not happy and she was oh, so mad. For those of you that don't all. know, uh, Eden has an alter ego when she drinks and it doesn't not happen. my only alter ego. I am the, Gemini. I was I just gonna say that. a couple of them. No, they're not all like this. She has some really good ones. Yeah. But there, there's Antoinette, and Antoinette <laughs> is <laughs> not nice and is very intense. And she comes out not often, but this one I think it made sense because you're bottling in all your feelings, mm-hmm. and we finally pulled this off, and it was a hail mary type of situation we did so so well everybody together that's what i mean but i I was i think in so many fields i i never drink at preciosa Mm -hmm. and this time anytime somebody gave me a shot i took it and i counted four you guys and like the the first counted the ones that i counted i counted four within the first hour of preciosa being open i was like okay it's gonna be one of these nights like let's prepare (laughs) entered the building Oh God! <laughs> but when she when she's out, there is no putting her back in. No. You have to just avoid eye contact, and that's what Literally. we all did. All like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It was hilarious. It was just so funny because at the end of the night, like you just didn't want to leave. Yep. And then like <laughs> we we're all trying to pack up. We're trying to clean up because some like white dude was just like, "All right, guys, just better." let's get out of here and then it's just like all right cool whatever so we were just gathering our stuff and then like i'm packing it into the back of the van 
and you know, give it up for killed being the best like I think we pawned, babysitter. We pawned really? Eden off to to kill, to kill. because <laughs> we all had to break down and we're like killed. I feel like you can handle her. We're just gonna give her to you <laughs> until we so that we can clean up and get the heck out of yeah. here. How did she handle me? Oh, and and killed was like you know what. My wife is the same way. Like, I got this. It's oh, fine. Amber has an Antoinette, too. Amber has an Antoinette, believe it or not. Uh, everybody has that everybody persona. Everybody has an Antoinette. Really? Everybody I has like an Antoinette. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. So oh, right no. Right Have I ever been… I feel like I've been belligerent twice. Yeah, twice. That was… One time I accidentally… It's because I, I was working with this company from Ireland and they sent me whiskey. Really nice whiskey, by the way. But it was double proof. Oh, and yeah. I didn't know. I, I said, no, that's just the brand. And I just… <laughs> <laughs> and it was so good you couldn't… You didn't it know. It was smooth as hell. Ooh, and so and I was… The bottle. <laughs> and it's not fun at all. Not I, fun at all. I don't know what was up with… I know what was up with her. And she bottled a lot. But I'm, I appreciate all of you dealing with her. I promise you she will not ever come back out again. <laughs> but it was but I so… I want to see Antoinette. No, you want to see Antoinette. You want to see Antoinette. We, no. It's we, fun. We, 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 look, we have to it's be true after, friends. It's fun after the… <laughs> <laughs> not when you're experiencing it. Don't, don't like chaos. I know. That's what I'm saying. I was just like, come on. We yeah. We no. This one has to see. <laughs> I think Antoinette a, would have fun with this one. There was a moment where I hear this is like third party information that Tell happened us. from you guys. Antoinette was being like a dictator. It was like <laughs> literally criticizing the way people were packing up. Yeah. And like it wasn't happening fast enough. And it wasn't just, she was like, nobody was doing it, was, it right. She was in the van and she's like looking behind the van. And like Johnny and I are like putting stuff away. Tiki's like breaking down our stand. And she's like, Do you need help? Do you, do you guys need help? Cause I'm a builder. I can do it. It seems I like can you need build a builder. Antoinette's a builder. <laughs> oh, she's gonna build you a house. She's gonna build you a house. And a we're bar. like, we're, none of us are making eye contact. We're like, don't make, like, don't even acknowledge. Don't look at her. Don't, don't even acknowledge don't. anything she's saying right now. Because if you made eye contact, she was like, she's going done. for you. <laughs> she's gonna, stronger. she's gonna suck your soul. I swear <laughs> Literally. to God. Literally, gotta eat it. Oh my god! And They're it, like, don't it, look at her. Just keep going. Everybody. And it got to a point where, like, Gracie and I were telling Tiki's because Tiki's was taking yeah. her time. Well, because okay, <laughs> this is the thing. Haha, ha, Kiki on all y'all. Antoinette was right. Antoinette was fucking right because Tiki's was using a screwdriver that I happen to know how it works. <laughs> and drunk me still knew how it worked. That's why yeah. I told you I could build things. <laughs> and. <laughs> By the way, you don't build a lot with a screwdriver. You build like <laughs> a hammer and nails. Yeah. I mean, the way she was using it, she didn't know that there's a button that makes the screw go in reverse to unscrew a screw. Oh. So she was just manually twisting the screw electric screwdriver because she thought it doesn't go the other way. And Antoinette was trying to articulate that I could do it. In a not nice way. In a not, not a, nice way. It was very sassy. It was very like… Sassafras. It was like… It was sassafras. You're not doing it fast enough. Yeah. Do you, do you need me to get out of the van? Yeah. <laughs> I can like build things. <laughs> we were like, no. And like she had this like very like… Intense. intense. face where it was like… It reminded me of like my tias in Nicaragua that are oh, so wow. serious and fierce that they were just like… Yeah. It was like that. Oh, no. oh, she had a scandalo face. Yes. A scandalo face. Oh, I'm so… Yes. Like scandalo that. face. Like we, me and Gracie were like, I kind of wish we did look at her and took a picture of it. Just no. to make it put it on I would have ripped your phone at <laughs> Yeah. 
You would have gone to a Preciosa t-shirt. Exactly. Oh. It's Antoinette time. <laughs> no, it's just like <laughs> your face. Your face when you said you're not going to Preciosa. Well, <laughs> I feel like now you can have t-shirts that say I survived Antoinette. As a souvenir. I survived Antoinette and Houston. Oh, oh can we do that, please? I love oh, that. I wear that when I go into labor. Hell yeah. <laughs> the yes. t-shirts will be available at Precious.com <laughs> website. Limited code. edition. <laughs> Antoinette. <laughs> yes. And that is the short story of, um, not so short story of what happened in Houston. Yeah. yeah. I think overall, we should be very proud of ourselves. We accomplished it. We didn't quit. It was a great party. So good. Like crazy people. Like, like it was just yeah. awesome. That was more than I expected. Yeah. There was like, what? So there was like two, over 200. Over 200. Yeah. Maybe over 200 people. It was packed up. Like I just kept. They I ran out of tequila. I don't know. They ran out of tequila. The bar, bar. ran out of tequila. Yeah. If, I mean, if there's any metric of success. <laughs> it, they ran out yeah. of tequila. If you run out of tequila on a Latino night. Yeah, right? Aww. But it was, it was really nice. It was really cool. Like it meant a lot for the people that… A, like they were, it meant a lot to a lot of people. It seemed like you know. Uh, for those listening, I'm uh, I'm transmasculine, non-binary. Uh, Tay is just plain non-binary. Just plain non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> so um, local they them local they them, <laughs> they them in the farm serving you home cooked oh, androgyny. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do sound like Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> They are from New Mexico. So I'm here to kill you. Just <laughs> kidding. Well, I, I mean, not to be on the same, we're not on the same par, the same situation, but like yep. with the misgendering, like we definitely get, what is the term for like miscoupled? I know. Like where they just assume that we're straight every time we are on a call with any sort of mm. insurance or mm -hmm. doctor, or any sort of important anything. It's always, um, so your, your husband? husband? Oh, your God, husband? yeah. Or will your husband be joining you? Or to right, the, yesterday I was calling about car insurance and like shopping around, just saying like what the you know new rate is. And sure enough, will you be adding your husband to your policy? And I'm like, no, I will not be. They, he does not exist. I have a wife. My wife will be on my policy. And it's still here we are like four years later and we're still dealing with this. And I'm like, am I going to be doing this until – we die? Probably. Yeah. Like, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh my God. That's and it's a queer thing. I mean, if, even yeah. when, I mean, even when it came to like IVF and stuff. Yeah. Like that was a whole that was crazy. I think hospitals haven't gotten up to date enough about queer inclusivity and mm -hmm. how to be sensitive, especially because we had Kaiser and I felt like they were so far in the past where mm -hmm. getting um Hus Miss Husband Designed. I don't know what to call it. Can please somebody like help me out with this word? <laughs> if there's not even a terminology for it. Um, but just assuming that I what that I had a husband or that my husband will be joining me every single appointment, every day. I felt like I was coming out to a new doctor or a new nurse, just basically explaining that no, I'm I have a wife and this is my situation. Mm -hmm. And I just wish it was just auto on my chart, so I didn't have to keep re-coming out to every person in this you know through this process and honestly i couldn't wait to get out of kaiser fast enough yeah but it felt like there was just no training like everyone just assumed because i was having infertility issues that it was with a man mm -hmm. and it just was completely frustrating and aggravating and almost defeating at a certain point because you had gone through it so much 
where I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. You took away the magic of the thing I was supposed to be excited about. Yeah. Because now I'm annoyed. And now I'm, I now I dread going to the next appointment because I just want to wear like gay on my head so it could just have the conversation for me so I don't have to have it again. Mm, not wrong. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then you almost like went <laughs> hands Ballistic. to hands with a freaking nurse because you had enough of it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, my situation, I was doing the balloon test, which is something that you do when we're going through it. It was to check my walls, my inner walls, to make sure that I can carry full term. Doesn't it sound fun, everyone? Right? Balloon yes. test. Sounds super. They Ooh, shove a balloon up. up your vagina. Ah, so they hot. blow it up. And they blow it up. <laughs> I want to make Likes it into it. a doggy. <laughs> <laughs> balloon animals, can yes. you imagine? <laughs> Not a balloon animal test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Sorry. like, and, and I guess you're supposed to take a pregnancy test before you go in to, to do this balloon test. No one told me that I had to take a pregnancy test. So I showed up and the nurse is like, okay, like I was already in my gown, ready to go in. And she's like, I'm looking at your chart. It says you haven't taken a pregnancy test. Um, we can't see you unless you're not pregnant. Like we have to guarantee that you're not pregnant. What? And I was like, I'm gay. Like my, I'm trying to have a baby with my wife. I, I'm not pregnant. Like that's why I'm here um, Jesus. to try to get pregnant. And she's like, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have a husband. I can't confirm like that you're not pregnant. So like we have to cancel this appointment altogether. What? And uh, her level of frustration and desperation where the next step happens is because we waited six months to get this appointment. Yes. And so by a fluke the way. Uh, in the yeah. paperwork, somebody missed something in the paperwork. So we had to wait another six months. So a whole year has passed and yeah. now we finally have another appointment. And she's like, I'm going to have to cancel this. You're going to have to come back and reschedule Six it. Six months. Another and I'm in my time. gown and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I think it's the first time I've ever gone off on a nurse. But I was like, <laughs> I am not leaving this room until you give me this fucking test. And Damn. I was like, yeah. And she was like. You're going to handcuff yourself. No, I was like, I am literally not leaving this I fucking totally room. Get the cops. And I was like, get whoever you, get your supervisor, get whoever you need to talk to. Get the doctor. Like, I am not leaving. I'm just sitting in the waiting room. And Eden's just like, do, do, do. I want to balloon animals. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see how yeah. she comes out. And um, she was arguing back and forth with me. She's like, ma'am, I can't help you. Like, you need to leave. And I was like, I'm not leaving. Um. And so she ended up leaving to talk to the doctor. And I guess she explained the situation. Doctor came in and doctor tried to tell me the same exact thing. Like, you need to have a pregnancy test. And I was like, I waited a whole year to like take this test. I am not leaving until you do the balloon test. I promise you I'm not pregnant. I'm literally gay. I'm married to a woman. It's physically impossible unless I'm the Virgin Mary and I'm not. So please like (laughs) fucking do the test. Yeah. And she was just like, okay, but if you're pregnant, like that, like that's on you. And I was like, I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Like, just do the fucking test. And it got really intense. And like they looked at each other and the doctor's like, all right, I'm gonna do the test. Like she's not budget. Yeah, they made me sign a liability <laughs> wager, like, not my like fault. all these things, like waiver. Yeah. Like if anything happens and I'm pregnant, it's not on them. And I was like, I'm not. I will sign whatever you need me to sign. We go and do the test. And as she's under there, under the hood, she's popping the balloon. And she's like, oh, look at that. You're not pregnant. And I was like, duh, you nah, idiot. Shit, like, <laughs> I could queef in your face. Literally, I, I would have. fucking queef That would be a superpower. 
Yes. I really hope I was eating some beans, bitch, because oh, I would fart that shit. Like, in your oh look, face. but I am pregnant with bevels. <laughs> fart in your face, you dumb bitch. Tiki's. Literally. Tiki's. Oh my god. But you made it out. I made it out and you I was did just it. like Yay. I was I was like bawling because I was so frustrated after I left. And to think and then I was like, thank God that I am like a persistent person and that I was like fuck this, you have to give me this test. But can you imagine someone who isn't as like confident or like that would have just taken the L or would have just been like, damn, I guess I can't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, it makes you really upset. What you're saying is such a kind of microcosm of the queer reproductive experience where people don't necessarily give you all the information. It's completely on you to figure it out mm -hmm. and the wait times are insane and you have to be such a strong advocate for yourself because nobody else is coming for you yeah mm -hmm. no one's gonna help you and i think that's why it was so important that we found you know our tribe to help each other because then we would call you and tell you yeah. the bullshit we had to go through. You would call us and tell us the bullshit you had to go through. Yeah. So it felt like even though we were screaming and crying through this experience sometimes, when it was supposed to be happy mm -hmm. and exciting, you know, we could lean on each other to go through it because even though we are different types of queer, we still had, you know, struggles in our own way of trying to make our own family happen. Yeah. And the system making it unnecessarily harder than it already is. Within an already mm -hmm. difficult healthcare system. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand like when we're doing this, it's because there is like no doubt in our mind that we want to do this. It's not like we're signing up to throw our entire life savings at this. It's not like we're signing up to put our bodies through all of this torture and you know, do all of these different things because it's fun. We're fun. We have nothing yeah, better to do. I like drama. Uh -huh. <laughs> for the plot. We're doing it because we want to freaking make a family. Yeah. And you don't understand too is that some of us don't have these large windows. And let's say Jay's appointment had been pushed another six months or a year because everything happened the way that it did. I had no idea how bad my fertility was. Mm -hmm. And the doctors were saying, if I had waited one more year, I would have been deemed like completely infertile and we could have only used Jay's eggs and Jay's you know, embryos and I wouldn't have even had an option. So thank goodness she like fought for it. Thank goodness we did everything the way that we did. But that was such a small window that we could have missed had you know, we just given up or just was like, okay, well, they said we have to take a pregnancy test and here's another two years down the drain. Like, mm -hmm. So it's so important that we keep, you know, fighting in these spaces. And, and talking about this, honestly, because I think not enough queer couples or just yeah. queer people that are trying to have babies are talking about it. And it's meant so much to be able to have friends that are going through the same thing because mm -hmm. it's just different. Like creating queer families the way we're doing it is just different. And... It can feel really isolating, especially it feels like it can feel like you're taking crazy pills where we got made a preconception appointment. Like all these words I'm learning. I'm like, oh, preconception. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and may I have one, please? Like, <laughs> we scheduled our preconception appointment when we had been dating for six months. Six months. We there was no we and also very you we had made you. some <laughs> very you very it was the closest yeah. thing to you. I have to say, no, 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 because we had to 
we had taken like an oath when we first started yeah. dating that because we we both have like codependent tendencies. So we made mm -hmm. like these rules that were like, you have like no big grand gestures, no buying things on credit cards, no and no within proposing a within a year. That being said, healthcare is its own beast. So I was like, <laughs> this is what I'm going through. You can take it or leave it. Yeah, they they gave me the option. They were they they sat me down and they were like, hey, so I want to have kids in like at that time they were saying, you know, I want to start the process within the next year or two um, to have kids. I don't know if you're ready for that. I know you want kids um, because for people that don't know, we have a big age gap. So um, not big, but you know, it's queer good. Um, but you know, it's they were just like, I want to do this. Um, we have an eight-year age gap. We, we have it. <laughs> I'll just say it. Like, it's like a healthy age gap. <laughs> what does that I'm mean? I'm not that big. You have. seem like just Sorry. a gigantic vagina's worth of an age gap. 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 80. I need to have kids. <laughs> she just has really good Botox. <laughs> God, it's I'm, just, I'm an AI yeah. of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, they they were very sweet about it and they were very honest, which is was new to me at that time. Um, but they were like, you know, I want to start the process of making children. Um, you know, if you're not ready for that, I totally understand. And oh, I had no idea. Yeah. It was six months in. It was six months because, in. Because, like y'all, you know, are saying, the wait to get this particular OB mm -hmm. was, I, I can't remember if it was six months or eight months. After. Yeah. Because she had been booked for the year. But she was taking new people next year. Mm. So I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, the next thing is like eight months. I was like, I'll take it. Because she was not just queer friendly. She was trans friendly. Yeah. She literally taught seminars on trans mask fertility. Fertility no and pregnancy. Yeah. And also she was Latina. What? Drop the Addy. So that's, yeah. I was like, do you understand? Like, yeah. See? yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, but like, you know, they, they were like, you know, I understand it. Hottest club it. to get into. Yeah. But, you know, they were <laughs> yeah. just like, I, you know, I want to do this. If you're not ready, I totally understand. We can, like, we can still be friends. All these things. Like, you know. Like, nothing's happening. Whatever. I'm just making nothing's it a point. Yeah, but like making it a point, you know. And I, like, I get it because, in, yeah. you know, the queer world, um, at least in my experience, like, queer world the the we have this stereotype that we don't have kids we don't um we don't want to get married we're just all at WeHo getting partied and yeah especially if you come from the city yeah mm -hmm. like if you're in the city then it's just like party 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 yeah so it's just like by that time I already knew like this is the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with I wanted to have kids with them I wanted everything with them and I was like yeah let's do it because I was just like, I was, I wanted to start my planning at 35 anyways. It's um, it's not too far away. It's it's fine. And, you know, I wanted, I knew that I wanted to be with them for the rest of my life. I mean, so. you bring up a really good point. And this is something that we keep preaching on our social media and everywhere else. Which is, if you're thinking, if you're just thinking that you want to have kids in the next three to five years, start now. Start now. Because this process isn't it's like hurry up and wait type of thing it's it takes a long time and it's, money and Book, money booking the it's booking the appointments yes. they're always six months to eight months to a year out and then doing the research all the things testing mm -hmm. like gathering learning the all the words all the all the terminology all that takes at least a year like i needed to see a reproductive endocrinologist and i was like okay thank you and i got very scared i was like i don't want to do it <laughs> 
And then you got to work up the anxiety, you know, it's just all of these different layers and all these different steps to make it happen. And it doesn't happen overnight. I think there does come a point once you're, you know, in the process that it does feel pretty fast. Like once, you know, it's time to buy the drugs, then it's, you know, full roller coaster, all gas, no brakes. And then you're just along for the ride. But getting there takes time. Mm -hmm. And I think we all kind of did it in a similar way where we broke it up a little bit. Uh, Taya, you had already frozen your eggs mm -hmm. like prior. So that was already a lump of money and that was time. And then you give yourself some time to replenish back up again and start the second phase, which, you know, for us, it was our first phase, which was we picked a sperm donor. And then and we, we did like, it backwards. Yeah, we did it backwards. Well, <laughs> it's like at this point, we're like, OK, let's just. What's you know, sperm or the egg? Chicken or everybody the egg. has Chicken their own the order, egg. you know? Like, everybody has their own order. It's, like, whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. But I, I preferred it. I preferred just making the embryos because, obviously, we were already married. Like, this was already in our journey. So there wasn't really a point to freeze it because our timeline was already pretty short. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, let's make embryos. But what's, what's going to be the point of, you know, freezing the eggs if we don't have anything to make it with? Yeah. <laughs> so our, our first step was, like, okay, let's start with the sperm searching all the different cryobanks and figuring out who has what, what's going on, what are the pros and cons, and then landing with California cryobank. Which, fun fact, we all have babies. Yeah. yeah. Cryo, California cryobank. CCC babies. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> California yeah. cryobank. California cryobank. They're going to be little cryobank babies. They are yeah. cryobank babies. My and then we got, yeah. Yeah, we have our nephew that's a cryobank baby. Confirmed what? pregnancy too. Because yeah. we're like, we Little liked, Bronxy. Yeah. And it was so helpful when we had to pick a donor, when we all, like, when we kind of had, like, like a slumber party. With it was, it. So it was much very fun. much a slumber to party. Just, like, when y'all came over and we were like, okay, so here are the people we're thinking of. And I thought it, what I was most surprised at, when we were all looking, when y'all helped us choose our donor is, I always think in life, like I'm very no nonsense, like I'm a good judge of character or whatever. But I was the one of all four of us yeah. that was like, he sounds nice. We should give him a chance. And you're like, no, he sounds no. like a whiny little bitch. And I was like, <laughs> well, maybe they just caught him like he had a cold. Like I couldn't believe where my heart was and all of it. And then I was like, oh, this is maybe why my radar with men is bad. <laughs> no. well, it's like, I yeah. wanted to give everybody a chance. I was like, just shake them no. all up and surprise me. <laughs> and my thing was like, look, I have raised kids since I was nine. I know, like, I know the important thing for me at least is like, I have a great relationship with my kid. I, the traits mesh well with mine are going to be, and I, and I know that, a majority of that is raising a child, but I want like wanted to make sure we got like a donor that kind of like if we were hetero, we would be a great vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like that's why, and I wanted like we both wanted something. I feel like my vision when I was I was so picky about it was because I wanted like a sperm that would like if we were to have babies with both of us. Like they would still be us. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we we wanted to avoid nanny syndrome. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, we For, didn't personally. That's yeah. your deepest fear, is <sighs> nanny syndrome, which is where like want, want, want. we want for both nope. the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. I mean, I that's that's real. I think for me, my biggest fear is that our donor is six two, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I'm like I'm five two. Like I'm gonna have a giant. 
come out of a five two. Like you got a uterus section all get it. Natural it's birth. a roll of the dice, baby. It's no guarantee. Fast forward to me giving like birth to like a three. But at the same <laughs> look, but at the same time, who is who's the mom that all the fucking basketball players are scared of? That part. It's the one that's four nine. That's true. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You make you feel better. True. That part. And so you're gonna be like, look it. At what? a certain point, what? When the shorter you get, the more powerful you get. Like, fast <laughs> if you're you pass a certain threshold and then you just become more intimate. I love that. I, I mean, that's the thing with Latin gen genetics too, is that like you said, you just like shake it up and like surprise me. Even if we can plan out as much as we can plan out like the horoscope, this or that. And mm. here is our checklist of what I would, you know, want in a sperm donor. And you had your checklist of where you, what you wanted in a sperm donor. We had a somehow me in the middle and we found the one like on paper. Mm -hmm. He sounded great. And we still don't know what we're going to come out with mm -hmm. at the end yeah. of the day. Like my family is an array of spectrum between like super light to like Afro-Latino and mm -hmm. indigenous. And I have grandparents that have green eyes and blue eyes. My mom has like hazel green. My mom still like complained about my dad. She reminds me… She took every opportunity to throw it in my face and be like, You should have had green eyes and I put in the order but your dad… Your dad and never let me forget that it was my father's fault that I have brown eyes. But I at the beautiful end of the, brown eyes. They're beautiful Love brown eyes. Thank brown you eyes. so much. I've they've grown on me over the years. They're light brown eyes. They are. They're not poop brown eyes. No, okay. You. We don't need to be getting into. I agree. What? Oh, but look, you no know, shade to my sister, but they all you. have poop brown eyes. Okay. <laughs> They're all really pretty. They're very pretty, Nerd. but the poop brown eyes. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying. The baby could have colored eyes. The baby could have poop brown eyes. It could have light brown eyes. You have one on one. Who knows? But at the end of the day, it's still that would be cool. A I want a Bowie. Uh, I had a friend oh, that she was, was a like, Bowie, so, Bowie so, so bad. Very cool. I had a friend in in elementary school that was a Bowie. She had a, a blue eye and a green eye. Very. Cool. She's so cool. I'm, Give it I'm up for Jasmine. It's so crazy once you start to like look at the um, ultrasounds and stuff because then I can see that. Like she has my nose Aww, and little little things because with our family, I look I'm I'm a little bit lighter than my mom, but I look exactly like my mom who looks exactly like her mom. The gene like my sister doesn't we don't look alike. Mm -hmm. She got different genes, but that line is just super strong. Mm. We look when we look when we're kids, we look like it. And your family is like that. Yeah, too. we all we all look this very. Like you're cut from the uniform. same. Cut from the same. Yeah. Like because my it's dominant genes. It's dominant <laughs> genes. We call it the like the via genes, right? That but are it's like hella cute. It is, but it's like you know, my my sister just had a a baby last year. Mm -hmm. He's what seven months now ish. Um, he was born last May, but you know, um, I got to see him yesterday, and you know, he has long hair, like wavy, and he's he's a cryobank baby. He's half Armenian, but oh. um. The 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 donor was Armenian, so like she she did it by her own. She's a single mom, um, but you know the baby looks exactly like all of us and looks exactly identical to me when I look like no a baby. Wow. And like he he's and it's pretty much the same thing. Like uh, I come from a family like I'm Central American, Nicaraguan, Guatemalan, so it goes from like super light, like European white. To all the way like Afro Latina, yeah. like very in the middle, 
you know, like my all me and my sisters are different shades of brown. Yeah, your cousin has um, like black hair, white skin, and like, blue eyes. Yeah. Wow. We had to scour the whole cryobank Rolodex dictionary, if you will, of sperm donors to find one with curly hair because that was the one only of thing Jay's I cared about. Non-negotiables. Really? And I love curly hair. I promise you, the moment she pops it out and if he doesn't have curly hair, I'm so nervous. I'm so <laughs> scared for you. That's a recessive. Do you have curly hair? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, but it's, it's my egg. egg. Yeah. Do you have curly hair? I did. I did. Okay. But then it, so that's it a good out. sign. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm going to feel like I'm going to be like my mom in that sense where it's reverse Uno. I'm going to be like, I put the order in. I need extra for the curly hair. Don't have curly hair. Gonna be like Either way, but yeah. Curling that boy's hair. Well, for Honestly, sure. Because we're doing reciprocal. So firm. for sure, I think the girl will probably most likely, because I had cra I had like yeah, you did. really curly hair. Like Even curly Zeg is, is starting gender. Female. Starting gender. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, only male. Oh, starting gender. Male. Male. Yeah. I only have two boys. Mm. Wait. You have how many embryos do you have? Just two. Well, one and a half. Two. Oh, one. And one a half. that's a grade A. One that's like yeah. Should C minus B. The other one's like a C minus. Ah, uh, probably got you, got won't you, got you, use got it, you. but like fifteen percent chance. Yeah, but you did it. It did. But it's still something. Oh, yeah, we have that one boy. He's gonna he's gonna stick. I have a feeling he's gonna stick. Yeah. Jay has a whole soccer team. Um, six perfect embryos. Three boys, three girls. <laughs> grade A. Great A. <laughs> I had six. You Wait, had six. Did I? Five. Five. Because yeah. fertilizing eggs is harder than fertilizing. Yes. Like right to embryos. And you got three boys and two girls. But we, you know, all this stuff can be so complicated. And I think we tried to just do home insemination at one point because we were like, why are we making it so complicated? It's so complicated. It's so Let's complicated. just be crazy because my ex-girlfriend had a donor that was a friend. And they're like, yeah, let's just like do a home insemination. And I was like, I can be like Kayla. Like, I guess <laughs> <laughs> my competitive thing. I was like, I want to I want to have a breezy life. I want to do something that's like just at home. I'm and not was, the only competitive one in this. I'm pretty. Okay. Race. No, Tay, Tay says they're not competitive, but they I are win. so competitive. You are so That's competitive. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Tay always does win. That's um, <laughs> um, maybe I just pick the things that I'm good at, which is not good to do. You should Whatever. What's happening? This is not, this isn't my show. Um, the baby, the home insemination. home insemination. And so we just really were like, okay, you know, I've read enough books. Maybe we can do this. And I think we, I went about it and I was just, you know, we did it. And I really do think something happened. Mm -hmm. But I also was kind of breezy about it. Like I didn't stop drinking and mm -hmm. I didn't, I'm not telling anybody how to like live their life. But for me personally, you know, and I didn't take, you know, any, additional supplements or anything like that. And um, when we found out that, excuse me, that I, when I, that I wasn't pregnant, my period started um, for the both of us, it just felt like my heart split open. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we found out on Valentine's day. Yeah. yeah. And it sucked because I had uh, got us tickets to sweetheart night at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> so both of us were eating like fancy ass pasta, like, <laughs> 
waiting for Fantasmic to happen. Like, <laughs> you stop crying. You stop crying. Oh. And it was uh, like a pain I hadn't felt. Um, I try pretty hard to like guard myself against shitty feelings. And I probably shouldn't be like that. I probably should cry more and stuff. But um, every now and then, Roxy sees me when I uh, lo lose my shit. Yeah. And that was a time when I had, I was trying hard to, you know, keep it in so we could get our money's worth of the fucking Disneyland yeah. tickets. But <laughs> I mean, um, we, we made it a, we made it a positive trip as much as. We yeah, could. yeah, yeah. No, it became um, a good trip because. Became, yeah. Because we kind of, it helped strengthen our resolve to next time around, mm -hmm. like we're not fucking around. Yeah. yeah. And the that makes next, a difference too. Because we couldn't, um, anybody, you know, who's listening or whatever, who's had miscarriage or de had to deal with infertility when you're trying to implant and it doesn't take um it's it's uh all immediately you just start feeling regret of like what it what it, what could i have done differently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so this time around when we did um the transfer it was like i'm nothing i'm not i'm not moving <laughs> i'm not moving from this spot mm -hmm. until we know that all of the basically I started to breathe a sigh of relief after eight weeks because that's yeah. when you graduate. These are bad, that's the toxic toxic words. When you graduate from reproductive endocrinology to a regular OBGYN. Yeah. And um, you know, I guess some people babies come into the world in all different ways with planning and not planning and everything. And it I think it was just my path, our path to be very exact about it yeah and um i i need i knew that i needed to be very exact about it because i couldn't have that experience happen again as far as i could control it yeah i, I think just one last note is that uh, exactly what you're explaining is kind of what i'm most nervous for i'm i'm very excited to go on this journey with you and we're ready. We've been ready. If anything, we've just been waiting for things to slow down a little bit so we can do exactly what you're saying. Like, feel like we gave it 100%. Like, let's try not to be stressed. Let's get all the massages. Let's do the clean eating, the, you know, no alcohol so we can I recommend acupuncture. Acupuncture, acupuncture. So we can walk before and after? Just yeah. before. before. Well, leading up to it, like, if you would start now. Okay. Like, once a week now. Okay. And yeah. then the, the people will recommend however they tell you to do it but then like the week before maybe do it a like twice that week the day before and then the day after because it stimulates the blood okay. going to well we'll put a call out for a good acupuncture let's do it yeah. there's also like group acupuncture oh i did community too. acupuncture there because, there are some <laughs> like that. i'm coming off of a strike y'all we are on <laughs> food stamps we did acupuncture the, we did the food stamp acupuncture um i mean that's something i'm i'm really you know, we're preparing ourselves for, and I'm obviously really excited uh, to start this new journey because we've built, you know, these embryos and I'm ready to, you know, bring them to life. But because I have essentially one, I think that's just my like biggest fear, right? Mm -hmm. Is that there's just so much riding on this one. It's like all of my eggs are literally in one basket, no pun intended, but here we are. Uh, and I, I would it would shatter my world and I'm trying not to think of it that way. But if I'm honest and just being like completely unfiltered, I'm deathly terrified. 
and scared that um, it won't work. And that's just like the one that I have. And not to say that like your other six beautiful embryos, you know, we're going to give all of them a shot. But I'm excited to make him work, but I'm also so scared. Um, because yeah. of it, I want it so bad to work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very real fear. And then we like put our whole life online. And like when we did this round one time already with you and it didn't work out the way that we did to then have to like explain to everybody in real time, like it didn't go according to plan and it's hard and it sucks and it hurts and we're sad um, because we spent so much money um, and time, mm-hmm. and, time yeah. and hope and coming out a million times to get here and we're st- we're right back at square one so those are yeah. like real things that we all had to go through and we you know we're just i'm excited for us to just be in each other's corner and each other's circle and thank you for being on this podcast with us and being yeah. so yeah real with us and riding the waves and riding in the van and checking on the van and i just oh, wanna- I checked on that van i, <laughs> I just want to say like regardless of what happens because I know we're going to have a kid. Like, yeah. it's it's happening. Yeah. Um, whether it's the first embryo or the six that I've got, like, it's coming. Um, and so is yours. And I just feel like they're so lucky to have such cool Theos. And... Theas. Theas. Tatis. Tatis. In their life. And I feel like they're already, like, they're already up in life, you know? Mm-hmm. They already have, like, a cool posse. And I can't imagine, like, I'm already envisioning them, like checking everybody and like talking about equal rights and like fuck yeah and just like checking everybody on like the history and our kids are gonna have the coolest birthday party yeah that's what i'm saying know how to throw parties yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah i think like something that our ob said because i was like well we're gonna have to change this and change this about our life and blah blah and she just said welcome to parenthood and i think that that was really seminal for me like it it really stood out for me because I think I was before that point I was thinking oh parenthood is something that is happening later I'm gonna have to change my life later and when she was you know because as you this this I'm not gonna go off on top on on I'm not gonna go off on a tangent pregnancy brain I'm not gonna go off on a tangent too much but like when you get pregnant, there's all this other stuff. It's like, oh shit, I didn't know about that. Oh shit, oh shit, what? Like, there, it's a whole other journey of things that scare you, but um, everything will be fine. But <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, I need to do these lifestyle changes or these lifestyle changes when I have a kid. And my doctors were like, no, your life as a parent starts now. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, if you want, if you want this kid, you can't do half measures because otherwise you're not serious about it. Like that's basically what they were telling us. And we had already had the, you know, we already knew what it was like to experience loss. And so that was fresh with us. And so that's where like, we're not fucking around. Um, Yeah. But no matter what happens, we're like absolutely going to be there for y'all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if that means like, you know, because I know for for when Tay was going through the experience, like, it's a lot of sometimes it, you're going to be stuck, bedridden. Like, that's how it's going to happen, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you won't, you're not going to have a lot of energy. And, you're, you know, eating, you're, you might have to do a lot of things and put in your hands. But, you know, you know we, we know what it is. We know we've been in 
that position before and we're always more than happy to just like come over and just like just be like hey out <laughs> and just you know like be like Eden go calm down go take care of Jay we will get this done the that done and you know you yeah, have a great friends, you have friends that really care about you and are willing to come like do anything for you and that's us included I think we're just so used to being like the strong figures to take care of everybody else mm -hmm. we don't know what it's like to take care be taken care of and I think even when we had our um when your first round of embryos uh didn't work and pulling out your eggs didn't work we I think we booked a trip to Miami and I don't remember half of it like that I don't know if that was the healthiest way we handled it but you know we're we're learning as we go and we're so thankful that we have you all now mm -hmm. and like, thank you so much for, sure. for being here. We're thankful to have y'all. Yeah. Something and I'm learning right now is that um, strengths in this situation means asking for help. Yeah. I'm having to do it right now. I fucking hate it. <laughs> also, like, just for people listening, also, if you're going into this fertility journey, um, like, make sure you're doing it with the right person or the right people. Because the problem, like, this is not an easy road. Mm -hmm. This is very emotionally taxing. It is emotionally, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get angry. You're going to get through a lot of emotions and a lot of bullshit obstacles. But the most important thing that you need to focus on when going through this journey is making sure you're going through it with a pers the person that you want mm -hmm. to. And that's like ride, die for it. And or like your sister going through it alone. Too. Yeah. Like it's just, just making sure you great. are checking in with yourself and checking in and doing it with the right person too. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to be said to have a plan. Yeah. So if this goes well, what is our plan? If this doesn't go well, what is our plan? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can only control so much and things will not always go according to plan. But whatever is going to happen and whatever is meant to be, you know, that's what's going to what's going to happen. And we're just going to pivot. And now their world Border is Patrol's back. <laughs> I think that's their sign to like cut this. Um, so without further ado, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Coming yeah. to Unfiltered. And thank you again for tuning in this Sunday. Every Sunday at 8 a.m. These will go live. We're excited to be back on YouTube. We're excited to be back at the podcast place. Thank you again, Solomon, for having us. Of course. And we are we'll see everybody on our next stop in Miami and I think it's SF. It's SF Miami. Miami. And then it's Mexico. No, yeah, Mexico. And then it's Pride season. And I have no idea what we're gonna do. At some point I'm supposed to get pregnant within the <laughs> pregnancy brain, y'all. We have pregnancy brain already. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.